Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Well, it's hot. When I say it's hot, I know I said that before on Casual Talk Radio here at casualtalkradio.net before I said that, but no. Yesterday, just to put in perspective, the temperature had to be, I watched IU Celsius, so it got up to like, I want to say it was like 47 degrees Celsius. So what? That's, that's 120 or more hot. It was so hot. Perspective. It was so hot. I have a smart thermostat. It's an Ecobee, which I don't really like it because they've changed the interface, but I have an Ecobee. The Ecobee was firing off warnings saying, hey, we're trying to turn on your air conditioner. We don't think it's working. It was working. It just wasn't able to cool down fast enough to the point that it was going, the temperature inside went up like two degrees Celsius. So even though the AC was running and there's return vents, or not return vents, but, you know, vents. Like, there's two in the room that I'm in. There's two in the living room, and I was in the living room at the time. Now, there are vaulted ceilings, but, of course, cold air goes down. So, when it goes down, the the volume of cold air normally is enough to be able to cool down the inner temperatures. And then I don't have, like, I've got blinds closed. I don't have, i got sunshades. I don't have anything that would cause like excessive heat other than just the heat. That's how hot this crap was, right? So the ego bee's yelling at me. It thinks it's off and it's not off. I verified it was on. So I had to expedite. I did a um, Walmart and I have the uh, Walmart Plus. So I got the Express and I got two fans. One of them is a floor fan, which is okay. It's not great. It's okay. It'll do what it needs to do just to move the air. And, you know, when you're sweating or partially sweating, obviously you want cool air hitting you. So that's the reason I got that one. The other one is a, an evaporative, a small fan. It's a fanless model for the bedroom. So I could, you know, sleep. Cause I noticed that it's hotter in that room, the master bedroom than any other room in the place. So that was, I was suffering. I'm telling you suffering. It's a little bit better today. It's nowhere near as what it is, but I can feel it inside the home that it's still unreasonably hot outside. And I had to get some deliveries and it was, not fun. So I've been now trying to figure out how to get the hell out of Nevada. And I talked to my, my contact, not my contact, but my um, client contact. And they're cool, apparently, with me going wherever the hell I want. I don't have to go where they are. That was kind of the marching orders, but they're working it. So they bumped up my pay. This is my first endeavor. They bumped up my pay double it, basically. So that's a lot of money. I'm not going to see a lot of it until, like, the later part of this month or August, but they bumped up the pay and then they're making it to where I can basically work wherever the hell I want, which is kicking. So all I got to do is focus on getting the hell out of Nevada. I was trying to get, I have a place that I'm, I've been paying for since January up in the place where they're at. 
and it's a decent place. It's not like it's a terrible place, but it's a lot smaller than where I'm at. It's got to be half the size of where I'm at. And it's not like I need the extra room significantly, but like my office that I'm talking to you guys on, that's one whole room. Like literally one whole room is this guy. And then I've got my work office, which is a different, it's actually not even a room. It's, it's, I basically sliced off roughly a third of my living room because my living room is massive. Sliced off a third of that, one of those little cubbies that's supposed to be like a breakfast nook kind of thing. And that's my home office. So I needed to at least have the extra two rooms for office space. Then there's the master that I need. I'd like to have a hallway bedroom or excuse me, bathroom, bedroom, bathroom, in addition to the master, just in case there's guests come over and that kind of stuff. Well, at that point, you're talking pretty much a three bedroom home if I wanted to make sure I'm comfortable and, and all situated. And then I wanted to have a decent, not massive, but a decent sized living room. The place I was going is pretty damn small. So there's nothing conceptually wrong with it, like for college kids or something else, but I wanted to have a little bit more space. Second, I've got a plug-in hybrid. I wanted to be able to plug my car in into a attached garage. The place I'm going has a, um, a common underground garage where I was concerned I might not be able to plug it in. And that causes the battery to wear down because if you don't plug it in like you're supposed to, the battery wears down. It's actually already worn down. So I was thinking this through and I'm like, this isn't really where I want to go. It's not that great of a place. You know, there's better places out there. So I was trying to find a different place that I've been fighting to find a different place up there. All of them are playing this garbage game of where, well, like I found a, there was this super, they were in Nebraska. It's a super wealthy couple and they're renting out their house. And the amount, even though it's like a wealthy, like we're talking Will Smith kind of mansion type house. And the amount of monthly rent was lower than what I paid for these two. That's how bad this is. So I was all gung ho. I, I could have paid a whole year of this business. I contact the property manager and they're like, yeah, they look at this. And if they don't like something on the credit, anything it is, they'll just deny you. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You got to be kidding me. I can literally pay off a whole year. What do we screen? Well, they're just really picky about it. So I, okay. And then the place that I'm actually needing, was needing to go. I couldn't find another place out there because they got the same hoops of stupid requirements. And I'm looking for, look, I don't, I understand there could be something you don't want to see, but it should be a money thing. All right, we just need to ask for more money or a guarantor because that's another option. I have a personal guarantor I could use, not personal, but a business guarantor I could use. They don't want to accept that. Or some other way we can make it a yes. Instead, it's we'll just auto deny you. And I'm like, okay, screw you. We're not doing this. So since they opened up the door and they said, you could be wherever you want. All right. Now I'm looking in different other places and I settled it down Florida or Texas. Florida's where my mail house is. So there's benefits there, but Florida's inflation is way out of whack. And frankly, they don't know how to drive out there. Then Texas caught my eye and Texas is probably where I'll end up going. I got to piece it out. But if I go to Texas, I'll be in the same time zone, at least as the client. So there's that. So I can actually wake up when I want to, instead of two hours earlier than I planned to. So that's my current target is Texas. Now you might be thinking, okay, but isn't Texas how crazy hot just like this other business? Yes, it is. But the difference is it's not Nevada. Like you don't understand. It sucks out here. Not, it's not even just the heat. It just sucks. I actually like my neighborhood. It's a decent, nice neighborhood. I actually like my neighbors. They're really nice neighbors. Safety's really good. But there's it, it's it's hard to put in words. When I was growing up, we were in walking distance of good Mexican food, uh, supermarkets, 
We could, you know, KFC's right down the road. The arcade's right down in Spring Valley. We could ride our bikes to almost anything. There was malls in three different directions. There's parks all over the place. Like, it just, everything was just more appealing overall. Now, of course, California generally sucks now. It's nowhere near like it was back in the 80s. My point is, it just, from what we had versus these other places, it's not close. I'm looking to have a place where it's got these things in close proximity. In Nevada, it doesn't have that. In Nevada, there's walls all over the place, and you pretty much need a car to get to just about everything. I don't mind that too much, but I like to just have a little bit more neighborhood to it. I still like suburbs, but a little bit more neighborhood. Texas seemed to scratch that itch, and it seems to be one of the very rare exceptions that has that itch other than Arizona, which I'm not going to do, Florida, and again, Florida's inflation is out of control. Nevada didn't have any of that. Nevada is just a, it's a walled-off business unless you're all the way out in the rich areas like in Paradise or in uh, Summerlin or something else, and I'm not going to do that because Nevada itself sucks, and then you get to the heat, you know, it's like one freeway in and out. Like, it just isn't going to work for me, brother. So, I am on deck now. I, there's nothing keeping me here other than I needed to have the chat with them, find out where we're at, get my rest of my stuff boxed up and stuff, which goes to today's topic, which was this whole storage business. I have used ABF UPAC on multiple occasions, and I've never had a problem until very recently. And the issue that happened, it's not a major thing but it could have turned into a major thing. I was about to take these jack-offs to court because of what happened. And I want to explain it, and I want to describe it, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but the bottom line is it all goes to consumers and choice and options and making sure that we have our priorities all straight and not screwed up. So here's the thing. I I had U-Haul, U-Haul's U-Box, and I had three of them. It was all screwed up. It was a nightmare. I think I talked about it on past episodes. If you're new, just to repeat what happened. I get these, I get one box, okay, everything's fine. I put it in storage, everything's fine. I can pay online, all is good. And I've used them before, so I knew what to expect. I then want to get two more boxes because I'm starting to ramp up, getting packed. I get a bunch of garbage out. I get everything and I'm good. I'm set. It's mostly empty. Like most of my large appliances are in the in the crates. Get it all up in there. These jack-offs, they screw it off to where I can't make a payment online. And there's a lot more to this, but the point is they made it to where I couldn't make a payment online. So then I don't get, I'm supposed to get an email telling me when a payment's due and I'll go online and I'll hit the button that says approve payment because that's how I do it. I don't do the auto bill card because there's a lot of fraud. There's a lot of breach cards. It's happened to me at least twice and I'm not doing it. So no problem. I don't mind paying, but I need to get that email to tell me when I'm going to get the payment due. I'm not getting the email. I get a call from some ghetto chick down at the local u-haul and she's threatening you know we'll put a lien on your stuff and take your stuff and i'm like wait a minute what are you talking about yeah payments due and you're overdue what do you mean overdue i've not done an email what are you talking about so i log online i see there's a balance due okay no problem i'll make the payment i hit the payment link which clearly is there and it says can't find can't find your reservation or whatever okay that's weird because i'm staring right at the damn thing so now i'm pissed i speak to the local which again, is this ghetto chick and she's got an attitude and I'm not having it, not having it. So then I need to get it escalated. And I tell her, you better escalate this to somebody who can solve this problem because I need to be able to pay it online. Sarah, I could take the card number down to do, 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 do. And I do not, I will not read my card number over the phone. I refuse because again, 
there's a lot of breaches. And since this is a ghetto chick, I don't know what she's going to do with my car, but that's a separate problem. So she escalated to this different office. I actually contact the BBB separately just to make sure it's going to get the right attention. I get a call back from this lady, and she's really nice, and she says, yeah, it's just the way our systems works. Even though you do have a card already on file, they can't see it, so they can't bill it. And I think that's stupid regardless. So she says, yep, I can take the card payment, just verify the last four. I verify the last four. We had to do this twice. I'm explaining to her, why can't I pay it online? Why does it say it can't find my reservation? She says, looks like other people are having the same problem. So it's something with the website, right? Okay, so I have to do this twice. I have to go through her. She's calling, and I appreciate that she does. She's calling and saying, ready to make a payment, approve, go, duh. But I'm tired of fighting with this, and I don't want to deal with ghetto chick. So I decide I'm going to get away from U-Haul. Let's go with ABF U-Pack. I've used them before. They're nicer crates, whatever. So I contact U-Pack. They're like, yep, just put a card on file. Deep, deep, deep. Like, no, stop. I'm not putting a card on file. I'm not doing auto billing. What I'll do is we can get this thing done. And then I need you to give me a way to go in and make a payment. And I need an email when they're due every month because it's storage. And I'll go in and I'll make a payment. Guy says, yep, no problem. We'll go ahead and get the crates out. I get the bill of lading, which is their procedure. They do a bill of lading saying, we agree to come get your crates after you load them. The guy comes out. He's a cool dude. Drops off the crates. He drops off three crates because I, I have three U-boxes, so I think I need three crates. Same day, the U-boxes are delivered because I'm like, screw you guys. I haven't delivered the U-boxes here so I can unload them. And the U-pack uh, boxes, reload cubes, they call them so that I can load them up with the U-Haul contents. And I hire some heavies from a, a hiring service, a hiring, hiring something.com. Okay, so these guys show up. They're a little bit late, but it's fine. It's sweltering freaking hot. I'm working, so I have to balance my work plus manage these jokers and then make sure all this is done. And I got six freaking crates circling my house, some in the street, and I'm kind of pissed about this, but I got to get it done. U-boxes get dropped off, no problem. U-Haul or U-Pack rather gets dropped off, no problem. Hire guys come on, no problem. I'm explaining the situation, what I want to do. They're like, no, no problem. We'll go ahead and get it loaded. They're able to take the three U-Haul boxes, which are actually larger. They took those three and they were able to make it work with two of the U-Pack crates, which I thought was amazing. But they got it done. They figured it out. Okay, so now there's one extra crate. All right, we'll do that and I'll just get charged storage for two reload cubes. No problem. I talked to the delivery guy who's coming to pick up the crates. He's like, and this, this is before he picks it up, before he's about to, he's taken them or he's dropped them off. I'm like, when these come back, I need to make sure that I get to make a payment on these because I got I don't have a car on five. He's like, yeah, no problem. Okay, so it takes him a couple days to come back and pick up the U-Haul crates or the U-Pack crates. The U-Haul lady, she's awesome. She comes, gets the crates day after. No problem. But on the U-Pack side, takes him a little while to get back. And I'm wondering, okay, what's going on? He finally shows up, picks up the crates. I take a picture of the two crates that were loaded and just say, yep, this one's empty. Go ahead. Takes the crates. So then I'm waiting for the payment link now, which I was told from the consultant, I'm going to get a payment link to go in and book in my card stuff, right? Because the consultant I talked to had said, we're going to send you a payment link where you can go and enter your payment information. Okay, days pass now. This is July 10th. Days pass. I don't get a payment link. I don't know because I see on the portal that the boxes are, quote, in transit. So I'm thinking, 
okay, when they get to the storage, that's when I'll get the link. Well, they were supposed to have arrived on the 14th, allegedly. The portal says they still haven't arrived. I'm like, okay, I'll just wait for them to arrive. I get an email today, right, from some chick, and she's like, you know, we need to get money. You don't get money. We're going to bill you 150 a day. Deep, deep, deep. We're like, wait a minute. What the hell are you talking about? What? 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 I'm supposed to get a payment link. She never responded. But I'm livid because, again, I specifically asked for the payment link so I could go in and make a payment because it's it's not a problem to make the payment. It's just not going to be auto bill. I knew the payment link, which I was assured would not be a problem. And I don't appreciate getting these emails out of the clear blue making an assumption of a thing. So then I, I did fire off a BBB case just to be sure. And I contacted you, uh, ABF for UPAC. And the customer service guy, he he was, I understand what he's feeling, right? Because I'm coming at him with some fire because this was screwed up. He's like, well, you should have got the link. I'm like, I didn't unless they sent it to text message, which I told him not to. And he's like, yes, that's how we send it. Well, that's pissing me off because I specifically said, send everything. They send everything via email. Everything they do is email. The bill of lading is an email. The confirmation order is an email. The collection stuff is email. The confirmation of delivery is email. Everything that they do is a freaking email. But this one fucking thing, which is the most important thing possible, they send via text message and it makes no sense. I'm sorry for the language, but that's how I'm feeling in my head. And I'm explaining this to this guy. This doesn't make any sense. You send everything else email. Why would you not send it to both? He doesn't know. He's just a line worker. My point is, and I told him, your management needs to understand you getting paid is the most important thing possible. And the last thing you should do is have your handler, customer service people, email people threatening about their property when you guys are the ones that screwed this up because the phone number I gave you is a landline on purpose. It is not a mobile phone. You assumed it's a mobile phone. It doesn't do text messages, so I never got it. So I'm not going to give you a payment, but why would you not email the most important freaking link that you're supposed to send me? He, again, doesn't know. I understand that, but I want your management to hear what I'm saying to you because this is what caused this. You could have avoided a frustrated customer doing nothing else but sending the damn thing via both outlets. Send it via text. Send it via email. Here's a better way. How about you ask me which way I'd like to receive the link? The original consultant didn't bother asking the question. They just made an assumption. He might not have known. The point is, my whole summary point, them sending it to the wrong conduit assumptively pisses me off because we don't have a way to reject text messages because it's all VoIP. It's all digital. So since it's digital, the text message will say it's sent on their end and it will never bounce back. It will never reject. So they don't know that it doesn't work. And because they don't think to reach out and say, hey, we haven't gotten a payment via email, which always works. They don't know. And that's the flaw of assuming text messages. You can't know if they got through or not, which is why I wanted them to send it via both conduits or at minimum, at least ask me. So this whole fiasco was avoidable by just simply sending an email. And I am, yes, biased towards email for this reason. Email always works. Email always comes through. Email will wait for you when you're ready to do it. Email lets you respond from any device possible. Email does not care about anything. It always comes through. And at the end of the day, I'm going to make the payment through my computer because that's what I do. I know that there might be people within the age range listening to this now who are shaking their head at the fact that I do not do mobile types interactions. But the truth is we're talking a basic transaction. 
It was booked on a computer. Every single communication thus far has been to email without an issue, including in the past. All of a sudden, the one most important communique that they have was not sent email. That doesn't make any sense. And from a customer service perspective, your reps, yes, he was empowered to forward me or at least provide me with the actual payment link from the system. The point is they could have always done that. When they didn't get a payment, when they expected it, they could have reached out via email and said, did you get this message? I just said no and said, here's the link. Let's make sure you get the payment in there because we want to get our money. And they didn't do it. That's a failure of customer service is proactively doing it so I don't have to call ranting and screaming at the customer service rep. That's how my day went. And it might seem a small thing. It's not. And no, the answer is not just allow them to do auto billing because that tends to get out of control. And numerous services online will tell you, do not put your card in for auto billing things because bad things tend to happen when you do that. And I've learned I'll just control the outflow of funds as much as I need to until we get back on track. The real solution here, ladies and gentlemen, as I wrap up, the services should not assume text messages. Ask. Ask how people want to be communicated with. Ask how they want to receive critical information. In this case, UPAC does not have a portal, quote unquote. It's just a, a dummy link that lets you, quote, manage your shipment, but you can't do anything with it. You can't change payment information. You can't change address information. You can't change phone number. You have to call them for everything. So since we can't self-manage, I can't go and administer the stuff. This is actually worse than U-Haul where I can manage it, but it just doesn't do anything. So I can't do anything myself. I'm forced to call. I don't mind calling if I know there's a problem, which means that the service has to be effective at communicating that there's an issue. And ideally, they use every single possible conduit and not just assume text messages simply because of the assumption that everybody has a cell phone. Even if I do have a cell phone, that doesn't mean that's the number I gave you. You can't know if you don't ask me. And in this case, I did tell him there's no text message on this phone. It's a phone phone. So send me a call if you need to, but there is no text message on this. He did not put it in correctly. If you're dealing with similar types of services that are pushing text messages upon you and that bothers you, I implore you to call it out for what it is. If it doesn't bother you, no problem. But I'm not alone. There's multiple of me out there. There are multiple people like me where we don't like the assumption that it should be a text message or the assumption that we are going to respond to text messages or the assumption that we even received a text message. But email always works. Email always goes. Email is just tried and true, time honored, and it's the most efficient, effective way. I can see who it is that's contacting me. I don't have to have you in a phone book to know who it is that's contacting me as you do with text messages. It is much more efficient and effective to do that. And I can see it from all devices, not just a mobile device. A mobile device is nowhere near me 99% of the day, but I'm always near some sort of computing device, whether that be my computer, whether that be my tablet, whether that be my freaking uh, you know, thermostat. There's tons of devices all over the place that can see email. Not any, not all of them can see text messages because that's tied to an individual phone. And no, I'm not going to Bluetooth it to anything. That's not going to work. So that's how my day went. And all of which to say, this is a frustrating period that we're in. Seeing this happen to a company where I had no issues with them back in Oregon in 2019. I had no problems, nowhere near to this degree. And they've 
rushed on this bandwagon for the most critical thing possible. Is dissatisfying, it's disheartening, especially when you think of like Amazon, right? Amazon will still accept email. It'll still prompt with an authenticator. They don't force text messages. They don't force any of that stuff. They'll do it if you want, but they don't force it. They all That's all what it is. But I see everybody else rushing away from email, which makes no damn sense to me because email is the most time-honored, tried-and-true way of receiving critical communique, in my personal opinion, outside of U.S. mail. Let me know what you think if you do. Casualtalkradio.net, hit the contact form at the top. Am I alone in my rant? I'm asking. I'm legitimate asking. And just to refresh, Casual Talk is on one day per week, recording cadence for the short-term foreseeable future. I'm trying to get to a physical space that's more aligned with what I want so I can build back up my studio, and then I'll consider whether I go back to two days per week. But right now, one day a week, cadence on every Monday, I will record episodes such as this. And so we'll be back next Monday with another ear-catching episode of Leicester ranting about something that you probably don't care about. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.